It's a dangerous world out there. Who can you trust? I don't know. But these guys, I'm feeling suspicious. Brandon S. McClure, I'm feeling suspicious. Uh, yeah. What does the S stand for? You'll never know. Ooh, Ben Magnet, I, I'm feeling suspicious. Oh, oh, I'm sus. I think you're sus. Me? But I'm, yeah. I know. Uh, this is my intro. I'm only the sus man. Speaking of sussy, Sparks Witty, your glasses look slightly off or off the normal. You might be a little, you might be scrolly. Mm. You might be a little scrolly. Mm. You'd think that the S in Brandon's name would stand for scroll, but it actually stands for senior. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Fake Nerds Watch. We're back, baby. Secret Invasion. Marvel's back. Uh, is it a hit? I guess we'll have to find out. I would love to have some initial impressions from my friends. Ben Magnet, I would love to know what did you think about old man Nick Fury back back again uh, on Earth, dealing with some well, scrolls. Well, it's great to see Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury as a role that we've watched him play so many times throughout the entire MCU. Um, I'm going to need to crack open a little of a bit of a stiff drink to talk about this because, to be perfectly honest, uh, uh, sure. If that if that expression makes any sense, because I, while I don't hate it, I didn't necessarily like it. And also, I'm not a big fan of the ending. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what about you, Mr. Sparks? Are you feeling? Uh, the more I've sat on it, the more positive I am about it. But uh, it's all it's all like. It's all me like, OK, but it's the first episode, so like. I'm going to give you your leeway because yeah. I, I'm going to trust that you have a story that these things are leading to. There's nothing necessarily bad. I sure. think about yeah, the yeah. episode. Sure. There's nothing directly bad. I think it's just the fear of how we've seen them fumble the ball, especially when it gets like this particular route. Mm -hmm. This is it, of the things they've done. This is the most similar to Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, so it's, yeah. it's the, it's the fear that's making it like, uh, I, you know, you wanted to be convinced at episode one and I'm not convinced at episode one. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll, I'll bounce off, off that. I'm, I'm, I'm mostly positive. Cause again, this is the first episode instead of like the last, but, um, I definitely, I definitely have, have some problems with it. Um, I think the performances are pretty good and I, I like the setup and I like, I like what they gave me, but I just think some of the, the explanation, some of the uh, 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 exposing of stuff was just like, man, we're really, this is really fast. This feels like a really fast episode. Some of the stuff that's happening in this episode I wish was expanded to like multiple episodes, but I do like that we are just getting the ball rolling instead of like, so now we just have the mystery instead of like waiting a couple episodes to figure out what the next mystery is like. Again, I also don't like the ending. I think it's like, there are good ways to do that kind of thing. And I don't think this is a good way to do it. Uh, but Brandon S. McClure, I'd love to hear what you have to say. Well, as the scroll version of Brandon T. McClure, I, um, oh, ST. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. What? what? <laughs> My S is just before T, Brandon T. McClure, Brandon S. McClure. Mm. <laughs> That's dumb. That's stupid. This is a stupid bit I've committed to. Um, no, I, I, um, how do I want to phrase this? Because, the second time I watched the episode, I was a bit more positive on it because I was able because I, I I knew what I was getting into, but it's not, in my opinion, it's misguided. 
uh, from the first episode. And I don't think it will course correct. I don't mm. trust that it will course correct, I should say. Sure. Because I don't particularly trust these productions that well yeah. at this point. And of all the first episodes of a Marvel show, which have been, I would argue, probably overwhelmingly positive as far as first episodes go. This is the first time where I was kind of like, yeah, I don't actually think I need to watch the rest of this. Mm. Sure. And I that's not a place I want to be when it comes to the, the MCU in general. And there, this episode just didn't get me. It didn't get me. It didn't entice me. It didn't get me excited. In fact, it actively made me not want to watch it. Yeah, I will say I will say of of all the pilots, it definitely is the one where I'm like, with your first episode, you really want to get the ball rolling. And I think they did, but in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I uh, it's so interesting because like I find the first like five minutes almost overwhelming with information and like. And it's very, it's just very, here's what the plot is. Scrolls, scrolls are doing this. It's been 30 years. And it's just like very, like, if you haven't seen any of the MCU stuff, MCU stuff, this is everything digested into five minutes so it can get the show rolling. And I thought that was just very, very fast. And I understand that they want to get the ball rolling, but like, I could have used more explanation throughout the episode instead of some crackpot who ends up dying in the first five minutes anyway. Uh, literally doing the Pepe Silva thing from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which I'm like, man, they're just like really doing the trope hardcore with like the thing in the back with the photos and everything um i was like all right this is going very fast but then it started to slow down a little bit and i think some of the character stuff is really strong uh my question to you guys is and i haven't i feel this from episode one already i can already see that this is going to be a stretched ass show because like this is a similar plot to falcon winter soldier and i feel like this is the type of plot that could be done in two hours instead of stretching out the mystery of who's going to be a scroll for six episodes and i'm wondering if you guys agree with that or not and you don't have to agree i'm just that's i kind of already saw the trajectory of like they're going to stretch out the villain stuff longer and some of this stuff longer. And like, I'm just curious if you guys feel that. I think I do agree with that. Actually. Um, thinking about it, thinking about it right now, I think I'm with you because you know, there's the stuff we get with Gaia. There's the stuff we get. There's the, all the expedition to catch us up to where we've to where the scrolls have been. Um, everything feels like it's moving at the pace of the first hour of a feature length film. Yeah. And then we set up something and then pay it off quite quickly. There's a lot of things that we set up at the beginning of this episode that are already paid off at the end of this, at the end of this episode. Leave very little the next episode to wrap up, and it feels like that was. It, it feels like you could just wrap this up in another hour. Yeah. Uh, so you are breaking up a little bit, Brandon. I'm just gonna let you know. Maybe you might want to reset or something. But I did hear. Yeah. You were, I did hear everything. Yeah, we saying. caught we caught it all. But you yeah. are starting mm-hmm. to break up. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll, so, I'll dip out and come back. Okay. okay. Sounds good, man. See you in a second. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like the the thing that I'm thinking about specifically is like the stuff with Gaia and mm-hmm. and Talos, who I really like. Like I actually like Emilia Clark and Ben Mendelsohn. Like I think they're great. But I could just I can already see that this their relationship will be stretched to, for six episodes of like oh, yeah. her wanting to be with him, but mm-hmm. really believing in the cause, and then like you know the bad guy influencer. I get to see how like this two hour movie. Just like Falcon Winter Soldier, it's like it's stretched. To your mm-hmm. point, I don't think that they should have revealed that she was his daughter in this episode. Yeah. I yeah. just I just don't think they should have done that. Yeah. Again, this <laughs> is a really like to Brandon's like point. Like this feels like the first half of a movie, but it's only the first episode of a show. <laughs> I yeah. actually that's really I think that's actually pretty valid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I also want to say I agree with your statement because I can definitely feel like they're going to try and stretch this thing for as long as they can. <laughs> and you're right. Like the whole time when we were, especially like the first five minutes of the, of the, I almost call it the movie, first five minutes of the episode, you constantly think who's the scroll, who's going to be the, um, who's going to, is it like, is Martin, is um, Martin Freeman going to be the scroll? Is um, the other guy a scroll or, and he's just trying to play a, a long game. It was like, oh, surprise. I'm trying to figure out what you all know. And like the whole time you're sitting there watching this, you're trying to figure out who was a scroll and who's not a scroll. And I feel like you're going to constantly do this guessing game throughout the entire um, series. And I won't lie. I feel like it's just going to get really old after a while. Where well, you're I gonna have a question prob- about that, actually, Ben. Not to just barge right in. Um, I was curious about that because so there's two questions that you, what your comments said speaks to me right, right right now which is one did you really believe that the guy telling martin freeman about the skull about the scroll plot was secretly a scroll no right and then two do you with the cast that we've been introduced to who are you going to be questioning as a scroll olivia coleman did we did we think that the guy who was telling ross the plot of the scroll was a scroll i just didn't i didn't think that ever no i was but Ben Ben was talking about was talking about he was, was watching the scene play out and he was saying and he was yeah, wondering who no, was I, with the scroll. It's like I I knew Ross it, was a scroll from the get. Not not Ross, the other guy. I meant. <clears throat> you, you thought you thought Prescott was a scroll? No, I'm saying I never nope. thought that. Right, so. that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying from the moment the scene plays out, I was I was certain that Ross was a scroll. I think the problem with the show. Sorry, I think the problem for the show. It's not with the show for the show is that this is the game that everybody went in expecting to play yeah who's a scroll yeah who's going to be a scroll who's going to be and we're if we're going to do that the whole series yes we're going to be disappointed yeah like that's the thing is that i think we this is net was never going to be the show that was going to play with a whole bunch of like long standing scrolls and high profile characters because they don't have them yeah um and i think for me, I've pivoted to, for me, the goal is a good Nick Fury story. Yeah. And that's kind of it is like, if this is a good Nick Fury story, I'm cool. That's all I really need at this point. Sure. I'm not really, I'm kind of completely ducking out on the skull mystery stuff. I'm not really going to be, I'm no longer going to be in episodes trying to figure out who's a scroll necessarily, unless the episode gives me a reason to think that. And otherwise, I'm not going to be constantly playing that game because I'm not going to have any fun. Yeah, that's, uh, that's and yeah. and that's and that's I think where what you want a scroll show to be and what this show is going to be, we kind of already should know. And I think the yeah. first episode has just confirmed what we kind of knew we were going to need to do, which is like this is not going to be the secret invasion you want it to be. Uh, I have the comic image behind me where it's revealed where there's like literally hundreds of scrolls. It's basically like all of the superheroes versus an entire army of superhero scrolls, supervillain scrolls. I don't know. Like, yeah, we knew from the get-go that wasn't going to happen. Like, right. well, we knew that wasn't going to happen, but I think yeah. one of the things that I'm disappointed by is that we've, we have just decided to be like, we're not going to play this guessing game because I actually think that was part of the fun of going into Secret Invasion was like, oh, we've got a smaller, we've got a smaller invasion story. I'm not expecting Captain America or Thor to show up in this, I'm, but we know we have Ross, we know we have Maria, we know we have Fury, and so and, and Rhodey, and those are plenty of characters for me to play around with and find surprise and surprise in in, cert, in these characters being scrolls. Mm-hmm. Now, I agree with Sparks that this first episode has told us flat out this is not what that story is going to be, and part of me is a little disappointed in that. 
now I will, I will kind of play devil's advocate advocate to my own point by saying I felt early in Star Trek Picard's third season that I would be disappointed because they play with a very similar uh, thing where there were shapeshifters pretending to be Starfleet officers. And so I was like, Oh, well, if it's none of our main cast, that's kind of a wa- that's kind of a waste of time for us to have this kind of plot line. And ultimately Sergeant Picard was able to tell a very emotionally impactful story that was very good. So I am willing to pivot, like Spark said, I am willing yeah. to pivot into accepting what is hopefully going to be a good Nick Fury story, but right now yes. I cannot help but being a little disappointed. Well, I think and I think the thing is like I know what you mean, but knowing it's this small group of characters as far as like characters we've seen before that were being given, not new characters. So like on the table, the only people who we've had a long history with who could have been scrolls are not Nick Fury, right. maybe Ross, Rhodey, Rhodey uh, and Maria Hill. But here's the thing about that. Even if Rhodey had been a scroll this whole time, he's not a bad scroll doesn't change the character he's been this whole time going through Endgame, going through everything he's gone through being tony's best friend like it wouldn't fundamentally change who he is so how does it add to the story that they're telling it i i want to push back only on the idea that these characters need to be scrolls the whole time because i don't actually think that's necessary that's necessary because this this whole idea this whole plot line that the scrolls are doing is very recent it's post the blip they didn't start radicalizing so I could see a world where a, a pretty good espionage story is that Rhodey was just replaced after Endgame. And that so the Rhodey that we've seen from Falcon Witch Soldier on was a scroll, right? Yeah. That's what I'm that's what sure. I'm and thinking. And I, yeah. I, I hear you and like we can do that. Um that's fine. Uh but like those are our only people we're playing with, right? And then right. otherwise what we're talking about is I'm just saying like there's not a lot of guessing. To be done in this game. No, I, I for this yeah. for this show, and that a lot of it is going to come down to was that Nick was that Nick Fury a scrawl in that scene, or was that Nick Fury? Yeah, not necessarily. You know, is this no longer Long Nick Fury? Stuff. Blah blah blah, yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Uh, and and I just don't want to be looking for that all the time anymore. So mm-hmm. I want the show to surprise me. Yes, when it has the opportunity to surprise me about like, oh shit that scene wasn't Nick Fury or like whatever happens um, because our scope is so, so scaled down and small. I love everything you're saying. The only thing that I worry about is one that the, the, the creator himself has been out there saying like, y'all, there's one big reveal that you're not going to believe. It's going to be so emotional. For you. Oh, I, you just reminded me. I, I didn't say the credits for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, okay. So this episode, first episode is called resurrection. It is directed by Ali Salim. Uh, written by Kyle Bradstreet, who is the showrunner, and Brian Tucker. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry I said that that's so late. No. There it no, is. No, it's okay. Um, and just like all the marketing, if you look at all the posters, it's all everybody's either a scroll or not. Like everything you're saying is true. And that's what I want the show to be. I'm worried that the show is called Secret Invasion and they're just going to lean into what that comic is. And with with like the the cover of Winter Soldier, and it is just going to be in every episode kind of thing. And like, obviously, we have to wait till the next episode to see if that's true or not. But like, just going from this first episode, which I think some of that stuff's really done, like the 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 Gravik, Gavik, the bad Gravik. guy, the stuff with him being multiple people throughout the episode, the little girl, the girl, this guy, and then the, him reappearing at the end to show like I've been here the whole time and you haven't noticed. That shit's really good. 
And like, if that kind of stuff throughout the whole show, I'm going to love it. But like, if we're just doing shit with like Maria Hill and Don Cheadle, I'm just like, that just feels big just because it's a big twist. And that's what you do in Secret Invasion. They are doing the comic, but they're just doing it for big twists and not for actual substance. That's what I'm actually worried about the show. And Maria Hill getting killed at the end. She's not a scroll. That girl's dead. She's gone. They killed her in a TV show in the first episode. I'm like, all this, all this, this decade of this character who honestly has not been given enough time to really develop, if you're, if you're asking me. I'm just like, this was the best way for her to go out, unless you were going to have her be throughout the whole show, which you could have done. But they needed mm-hmm. a big twist to draw you in. You you brought up Maria Hill's death. And I, I, wa- I want to dive into that. So I want to ask Sparks and Ben, is there anything else you want to bring up before we talk about that so we can put a pin in it? Or should we move into that? Do you mean just like what we're what we've been talking about right now? Right. And not like the entire episode before. Yeah, <laughs> we're not we're not skipping the entire right, episode. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think my only other point I want to make to that is that uh I think that we have to try to just kind of meet the show on what it's doing, mm-hmm. as Ken would say. Bro, I'm the king of that. I get that. Uh, and, and uh, but as far as like scroll surprises and that yeah. kind of thing, um, this is not one where we're going, we're going to be hurt by, by uh, gestating too long on, on the yeah, anticipations yeah. of mysteries. We'll, we'll have to just kind of. I'm just where the show to is going to spend up. No, I get Setting it. that up. No, I hear you. Yeah. That's all I am. All right. Let's talk about it on, on let's talk about. So Maria Hill's death. It, so okay, look. Because we've been talking, about, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tie, I'm gonna tie the two points together. Because, because we've been talking about how this show was like, you know, who's a scroll? Who do you trust? Blah 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 blah. And 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 it being Secret Invasion does carry the baggage. I understand that the writers of the show were not allowed to read that comic. I think it's ridiculous, but fine. So that 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 expectation is not is probably not warranted at this point, uh, especially with the final episode. But for me, making that character, making Maria a scroll, as we have been speculating for many for many weeks, was a more was a was a more impactful story choice than just killing her. And here's the thing: yeah, she might not be dead. There's a possibility that she that she could come back, and it's a scroll, or it's not a scroll, or whatever. Who cares? Um, it's just. It, the, it, the episode wants you to feel something, but the the show, the the writers and directors of the show, miss m- missed a trick there because that is not a character we have grown to like. Because in all of her appearances, she has probably accumulated maybe thirty minutes of screen time, not counting Avengers. Actually, she's in Avengers quite a lot. I shouldn't have said that. Um, but like, there's a lot. There, there's not a lot to that character. There's not a lot of depth to Maria Hill. The the depth to Maria Hill comes from his relationship. Comes from her relationship with Fury, and I don't feel anything for her death. It doesn't do yeah. anything for me. It doesn't. I thought, yeah. There's no emotional impact there, and I really that sucks because Kobe Smolder, like again, you know, you know, you know, Sparks is absolutely right. You got to meet the show on its level. But you know, a lot of the a lot of the press stuff leading up to this had people hyping up the fact that, Hey, you know, I'm in this Kobe Smolders was saying, I'm in this. I get to do a lot of stuff. I get to, I get to really like dive into the character of Maria Hill, like never before. And I'm like, Oh, cool. So we're actually going to get a character out of this, out of this. I thought really, she was in the whole show out of this really good actress because she's great. 
but there's but just killer i don't i don't get it i don't get the decision is probably what i'm just trying to wrap my head around no i get it it's go ahead ben please oh no i was gonna say that the fact that i was hoping honestly i was i mean yeah fury is back fury sam jackson is the main draw of the show but i was also really hoping to get more of sam jackson and kobe smolders together I mean, I like the banter that they have. I throughout this episode, like when they're playing chess, I love that interaction between the two of them, and I like how their relationship isn't just like superior and subordinate. They've had each other's backs for years in Shield, and I was so looking forward to explore that dichotomy. I mean, I wanted them to see like what they would do for each other, and the fact that they killed her off in the very first episode, I'm like, I. Honestly, I did have a bit of an emotional reaction, but I was like, no, this character who I love. I mean, yeah, she barely showed up. She hardly shows up. She was in Avengers and she doesn't show up a whole lot after the the first Avengers film. But looking at Maria Hill, I mean, looking how that she just like just got knocked out or just taken out off the board. I was like, you, unlike Agent Coulson, who had a decent character bit, Maria Hill didn't doesn't have that. And I kind of want more. I thought and the show was going to be it. Yeah. yeah, I was hoping for the show to be like if she were to die at the end of the show, then okay, yeah, there we go. We she gets her time to shine, she gets her big moment. That's great. But the fact that they just kill her off in the very first episode, it's like it's like kind of I mean, the emotional response I had was more anger than sadness, really. This is like you have this character where a whole bunch of comp- I mean, I know Shield doesn't exist anymore, it probably never will exist in the MCU again, but you had a but you had a character who was hardcore, very influential or not influential, but very prominent in the comic books. And now you're just like, nope, take her off the board. For me, it was disappointment. I was disappointed. Uh, ben said anger. I'm just saying I was disappointed. You're stewing. You're looking deep in thought. I I don't really want to... Um... If you don't have, I have nothing, it, that's fine. That's not it. Um, I I have nothing. I think of of real value to contribute beyond what you guys are saying yeah. on the matter. I I think that you know I I agree. I I would argue that <clears throat> I to Ben's point, which I think was accurate. Um, you know, we care about Coulson, but I I don't feel like Maria's absent a character. I think she's it's just bad execution. I don't mean her whole run in the MCU. I mean the death. Um, yeah. because she's had more screen time than Coulson. She's just not funny. Like Coulson was allowed to be funny, mm-hmm. therefore a more memorable, easier to latch onto character personality trait. Maria Hill's just been very straightforward. Um, I don't think that that's the issue. I think execution is the issue. Yeah. Um, like I don't think there's a problem with Maria Hill dying in this episode as an idea. I think execution is the problem. Like Coulson, I think is it a good comparison. Like Coulson has a whole thing about his death yeah and to be fair we haven't seen the aftermath of how it'll affect fury but we know it'll affect fury we know what that is um you brought up fridging you're not wrong um like that's that's how it feels but like if it was something that was more based around a character like colson dying while it motivated or or she's sacrificing herself in some way yeah why colson died was about colson yeah because of what he did yeah this was not about maria hill and what she did Right. Like there, yeah. it wasn't about an action of hers that put her in the spot that got her killed because then it's her moment mm. and it's not her moment. And I think that's the real problem. Yeah. yeah. Frankly, like I don't think there's, I, I would, uh, that's why I don't feel anything because she doesn't have a moment. 
Um, she doesn't point. have this yeah. feeling like this belongs to her um, as as a death. It, it does feel like a check that box so that Fury does X, Y, Z. Yeah, it does feel like, again, like they wanted this first episode to have real stakes. Uh, uh, and besides that, like uh, the, the two, the two, the front and the end, like most of my stuff's now positive. Like I really like basically everything mm -hmm. else in the middle. Uh, so any, any, uh, uh, where do we start from uh, uh, after, after Ross? Oh, well, we can start right there. Ross was a scroll, yeah. Well, I, I, hmm. I, yeah, I guess I really should. I really don't have much more to add to the Maria Hill thing. Just disappointing. Um, yeah, what, I, I will say, what I will say, because I do want to touch on it, is that something that bothers me about the show, because it's about Scrolls and Maria Hill's featured so heavily in this first episode, is that we get no clarification on Sora? where Hill was during Far From Home. Because Sora. we know she yep. wasn't in space. Yeah. And we know that during Far From Home, she was being impersonated by a scroll. So, like, Talos's wife, Sora, but she doesn't... also died in this episode and then off screen. She, and then she's like familiar with Talos, but not super familiar. So it's like, yeah, this is it's it's odd and it's weird. And I wish it was clarified and they're not. And that's a bummer. Yeah. I mean, could she? This is just me literally asking is could she have just been on Saber? Like, do they say in this episode that that she has never been to Saber? They don't say that she's never been to Saber, but the implication sounds like Fury went to space and she didn't. She says, welcome mm -hmm. back to Earth. Yeah. As in, like, like, yeah, it seems like more so like he kind of like not ditched them, but like that's his mission up there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could see a world. I don't disagree with these parks. In fact, I actually do agree. But I can I guess I can see a world where there's a more everybody, everybody who we have seen working for Fury at this point has a more kind of uh, elevator like relationship with saber except for fury like fury stays there and everyone kind of goes back and forth her i i wonder how true that would be because she she does at least to say you know like that she hasn't seen fury for years like no contact and then um, somebody's talking to and like fury is the only is the only contact for for the scrolls apparently so like i'm sure he's just like so busy doing his own thing he might have forgot about his own friends maybe too busy yeah, trying to save, save save a whole whole people's I did, so I, did I, I did I did agree with that though, Sparks, because I did I did have that same question. Like, okay, where well why was Sora, right? Sora? I think that's a yeah. Yeah. Um uh impersonating Hill in Far From Home. Well, and I piggyback off of saying that to talk about Talos's wife being killed off screen, which I thought sucked. Yeah. I just think sucks. And I think that's yeah. another way of them confirming that Murray Hill's dead because then like she, she couldn't have been her or like there could be a switch pop. Like both those versions of Maria Hill ha are dead now. I'm, there's, I'm like, I think there's a better version of this episode where her death comes at the end of this episode. Right. Because uh, you missed this for a second, Brandon, because you stepped out. But I said that, you know, I fundamentally feel that Amelia Clark's reveal that she's Talos's daughter shouldn't have happened in this episode. Oh, sure. um, and that should have come later. Uh, so let's say that that happened, right? But like part of the reason we'll learn that later is because it's her actions in this episode that get her mom killed. Yes. She thinks it would be Maria Hill, but it's actually her mom who gets killed. If that were the way that we get the Gravik killing Talos's wife. Yes. Because I wish just, all that happened here yeah. instead of happening in a way where we're being told about it. Yeah, he just tells it to me. And I'm like, I'm supposed to feel for this character I met like once. But it makes everything <laughs> far more complex. Far from What's home. going on and you still get like a death that would mean something to Talos and that's all it needs to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think all the Talos Fury stuff's really great. Uh, they like, I love like, 
you can feel like the bond that like they've had they've built for decades now at this point um, they're really so nice. good together like yeah. like really like they they are the the one scene when they when they see each other on the rooftop is very good yeah yeah they they will be i mean Amelia clark too but like those two are, are the reason i really want to watch the show because i love i mean sam jackson's great but like i love amendo like I get, I get six episodes of mendo they have good chemistry they better not kill him either so <laughs> yeah. i yeah i i, I like for me, for me, Mendelssohn is the best part of the episode. I think, right. I think, um, uh, Sam Jackson is very good as Fury. I think he's always good as Fury. Um, he's playing a good version of Fury. Um, but I was really just in love with Mendelssohn's, uh, scenes. Every single time he was on screen, I'm like, oh, th- this guy is. He's clearly having a good time in this show. I know that's a weird thing to say about a show that's so dour, but he he clearly likes playing Talos and he likes playing with Sam Jackson and he likes being in this world and it shows. And I yeah. I, I think because of that, his his scenes, at least for me, really sing. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Like, um, Fury calling him ugly and he's like, I know a good looking scrolls look like and you're not one of them. Yeah. Like, that's that's <laughs> only something you say to a real friend. That's something you say to a friend, man. You just don't say that to anybody. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah, even the the banter, like the I don't want to say the good cop bad cop persona of it, but when like when they go to that scroll who is the art dealer, and oh. Fury just takes his gun out, and is like, "Are you gonna shoot me?" He's like, "Yeah." It's like maybe unless you, it's just like the whole is like, "Hey, what do we have on this guy?" And uh, and uh, um, Talos is just like, "Oh, he's like being the straight man," where Fury is the more unhinged guy because he you could tell he's just done with this shit. Fifteen. Yeah, yeah, there's really there's like- there's a there's enough of the old fury because I think what Sam Jackson is doing here is smart. There's an there's old fury and then there's old fury, right? Like he is mm-hmm. playing he's playing fury as an older man, someone who is more world weary than he was before. It's a skyfall. But then there's some time. But then when he gets to the interrogation scene, we see more of what we remember of the Fury before Endgame, and I think that's I think that's really that 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 that's really cool that uh, Sam Jackson is able to kind of play that play that kind of duality with the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, since we're talking about that scene, one of my favorite things about the episode was Talos uh, saying no about shooting him, and when he shoots the scroll, I said no. Um, that mm-hmm. his goal is like Gravic and stopping Gravic, but he views a lot of other people caught in the system as like they're just on the wrong side of of ideology right now. But yeah. like it, he understands like a frustration. Everyone wants a home. Yeah, for them. Mm-hmm. They're they're yeah they're thirty yeah. years place at this point. And now like you know they have kids there at this point. Like, I think you, it's you see kids playing soccer. I think it's part of it is what I like about what the show is doing, what I like about the arc for Talos and Nick in this uh, season is that they both are carrying this weight of it's been 30 years and we promised to find the scrolls at home and we didn't. Yeah. We failed. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Talos is uh, 136 years old. We, we find out in this episode. <laughs> Hasn't had a midlife crisis yet. Unlike Nick Fury. No. Yeah. That was a good, that was a good line. Like, Oh, what'd you get for your midlife crisis? The Avengers. That's pretty funny. <laughs> That was that was pretty good. I, like um, that. I know that it's going to be revealed exactly to what time um, because I didn't catch it. I don't know if you guys did, but one of the things that also was kind of bugging me a little bit about this episode is that I kept calling Talos a traitor, and I'm like, what did he do? He's been helping the whole time. What? Well, happened? but that's the that's the thing, right? That's the that's why that's why Gravix people 
are so radicalized is because they believe that Talos has betrayed their people because he is not working to create new Skrullos on Earth. He is working out with humans. He's hanging out with humans. And so they see that as a betrayal. And that's why they call him traitor. Okay. I didn't catch that because I could have swore someone says like, oh, what Talos did is is, uh, a friend to all the, or, you know, some paraphrase. It's not explicit. explicit. Yeah. It's it's not explicit because the whole time, like, what did Talos do? Because the way I saw it, he's just been, I mean, yes, he's been working with the humans. He's been working with Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. to try and find them a new home. But it's like we got other stuff in our plate. So looking into the stars is kind of taking a bit of a back burner. Yeah. I mean, well, but, I mean in the, but in the eyes of the scrolls, they failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They yeah. just haven't done it. There are children who yeah. grew up, you know, like, like Gravik is probably, I'm going to guess, like in his, you know, mid 20s or 30s now. So, like, he grew up on Earth, promised to go back to his homeland. Uh, mm-hmm. And that didn't happen. So he's like, well, there's nobody's doing anything about this. So I'm going to do something about it. Like, I get mm-hmm. that. That's, I like that villain, that villain uh, uh, idea. Totally fine. I'll be honest, though. I need more from him. Uh, this oh, episode. Yeah. This episode, I'm sure we'll get it. I'm sure we'll get it. We've got five episodes of this left of this guy, but as, as the his first impression did not impress. Sure, uh, yeah. he was kind of fine outside of the scene where we're seeing him kind of go through the other people who have who have been in Fury's way in the episode. I did like that scene. I thought that was very effective. There's nothing about Gravic that I have been of, of the graphic that I have at this point been introduced to sure. that makes me want to be invested in this villain. And I'm sure that will change. It's yeah. this, we're just talking about the first episode. So it's, it is a person that I have for this episode. Yeah. No, yeah. Real, real quick. I'll just bounce off that. The thing that I, that, that I, I don't know if that like if if this was like the intent or not, but like I I kind of viewed it like he was like a mastermind behind the scenes because like like obviously we will get the rest of the the show with him, but like there's a lot of talk about him without actually seeing him, and we know that mm-hmm. Fury has a relationship with him, and he grew like he grew up with Nick Fury basically, so like a lot of this like like setting up who our bad guy is, and then we see him throughout the entire episode without actually seeing him, and then at the end he reveals himself. And I'm like, what's up? I have been 10 steps to the whole time. That is a trigger enough for me to be like, I like, I don't know enough about you, but that is really enticing. And I think you are a threat to the world. And that makes me invested in you as a bad guy. So like, I am excited to see yeah. more of him. He's like a cult leader. Uh, yeah. I was, oh, he is. I was, Go ahead, Sparks. Well, no, he isn't. He's a little different. Um, uh, because uh, what I was going to say is like, are you saying you need more from him as a character or you just need more from the performance? More from the performance, okay. Because I, there's no, nothing, well, in, there's nothing in his performance that gets me interested in this character because he's the only the what we got with two scenes with him before that, is it or is it one? Two, I think. Two, I believe it's two. Both those scenes were just kind of nothing to me. He was just kind of bland and blank, and I was like, this is not, this is not a villain performance for me. This is a bland performance for me. I don't need more. I, I can agree with the performance part. I don't need more character stuff though. Um, I think he's like motive motive wise were motive wise were good. History wise right. were good. Um, I am the radical thinker who is willing to make this planet a home for scrolls, and Talos isn't. Uh, and I've grown up hearing like eventually we're going to find you a home. Eventually we're going to find you a home. No, I'm going to take a home. That's it. Um, and I think that's fine. I think that's enough. Because my point being. Uh, to to respond to what Ben was saying, like he's not a cult leader, right? We've seen the cult leader for the refugees. That was in Moon Knight. That's Hera. Mm. Yeah. Um, that's not what he is. And this isn't the Flag Smashers either. Um, I do think that there's something of value to the fact that like he, I do believe this is genuine. I don't think this is a trick. 
uh, he's trying to do what he believes is best for the scrolls. And what he believes is best for the scrolls is taking over the planet. But he will not make the refugees do it. Mm -hmm. He will he will offer it to them. Otherwise, they just have a place that they've secured where they can live. Um, it is and, a refugee camp, right? Yeah, and yeah. I and I think that's that's different than the mentality our other gatherers of displaced individuals have had in the MCU, and I think that's why like I'm not getting nervous vibes the same way I was about Flag Smashers because like the goal is different. This is not the same thing, um, and how they're going about it is different. So that makes me really happy. I have noticed that like there is I don't know what and probably nothing they are trying to do at large with the MCU, but there's a lot of refugee stories in a lot of different ways uh, ever since Thanos, because we just brought up Har Harrow mm -hmm. from Moon Knight. Um, we've got obviously the Flag Smashers. We've got this. You've got the Asgardians. Yep. There's no like major crisis New with Asgard. them, but they are refugees. They're allowed to have a place because they look like regular humans. Right. Um, it just feels like they keep knocking at this door at, I do wish that I felt like there was some kind of purpose to that. Yeah. I I want to bounce off that one because that that's kind of where I think the show could potentially be misguided. And I'm not saying it is at this point because it's this is just the setup episode. I fear because of how because of this kind of have it both ways mentality that the MCU has had with refugee crisis with refugee crises in in in, in the shows in the past. Uh, to have it be to have graphic not have any any sort of meaningful impact on the scrolls plight right like he he does he wants the scrolls to have a home the what the way he's going about it is by taking a home which is wrong but he still wants to have the scroll he still wants to give the scrolls a home it, i am just concerned due to previous track record that there will be nothing in the end of the show to be like to be what i talk about all the time the one who did the, the the one of the best villains in the MCU is Killmonger because Killmonger affected our our hero in a positive way. Killmonger's methods were wrong, but he was technically he was actually right. So T'Challa has to go to the world and be like, "Hey, this person's methods were wrong, but he wasn't. But he wasn't necessarily." And I want to see that continue. Yes, and I and it hasn't yet, and I'm worried that it won't. Yes. So uh, to go off of that, um, I I. Gravik is our villain, but I don't think he's a person that we need to be putting that on. It's Gaia. And if she's going to be a bad person or a good person, she's the central focus character of the show. I think. And I think to your point, the person who will ultimately be the, the deciding like guiding hand for the future of the scrolls, what it will actually do. Cause she sure. is a, she, she is just like, just like Gravik. She is a, a person of two worlds, but like having Talos as your dad, like probably gives her a little more uh, love for earth. That we haven't, we probably haven't seen yet, but I'm sure she does. Uh, she she seems hesitant. Like she obviously mm -hmm. revealed like real stuff to her dad and stuff. So like she is the character that I'm like. As long as Gravik is a good, but villain, she also set them up. She also set them up. So that's 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 what I mean. That's she is the character we're gonna be following. Who we're gonna have that character journey of. I think I hope Gravik can just be a fun bad guy. That's much to the point of why I was saying like it kind of doesn't matter what more we learn about Gravik. Yeah. Gravik is exactly as much character developed as they need to be because yeah, yeah. Gaia is the linchpin in the actual story. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And to my just to put a cap on what I was talking about, but from Gravik, I just need more from the actor. I don't think he is. The performance isn't there yet, and I just want more from it. Yes, sir. I love it. Yeah, Speaking I of great performances. Oh, Ben, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say I agree with that. Yeah. Speaking of great performances, Olivia Colbin has entered the MCU just being 
wonderful and chipper and talking about Boy, her dumbass mercenary men. That scene is so good. Yeah, yeah, love her. Love it's like her. it's in a different show. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's incredible. She Olivia Coleman elevates everything she's in, and she's mostly in great stuff. So it's like you know, it's, and Sam Jackson meets her. Yeah, uh, it's Something, really great. You know what? You know what this show really shows? I think um, Sam Jackson will be as good as whoever he's playing off of. Who's bouncing off of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, he he, <laughs> the 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 banter between the two of them is their energy is just so matched, and he's just, and they're they're so paired so well together. Their chemistry is really good. Like I I I'm looking forward to more scenes with the two yeah, of them. You know, they have a history, like decades long history of like since since he was probably like a young spy. Like they're both in this spy game forever. Right. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be so fun chewing on. Probably, I think I think Sam Jackson's always at a base level of like good. That that mm-hmm. that he won't go below. Yeah. But if someone's elevating the material, he'll always go up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that seems very good. You you feel like <laughs> I really like just the way that Nick is handling it. Of um, uh, you know, like it, 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 old Nick would have never let uh him get captured. my goons grab you, and he's like, I obviously <laughs> wanted to just talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like and and like. It's just on the line in the performance where, like, is Nick old? Did he just not? Did he hope this would happen? But the, he still that's, didn't think he was going to get see, caught that's then. Like, he, yeah. he still didn't see that coming, but it's still what he wanted. Like, that's what's fun knows? because, like, he, he is the world's greatest spy, but he's also yeah. like 400 years old. Right. So, like, is it him messing up or did he actually do that on purpose? Right. Like, like, it's he's I, always, he's I, always lying. I hope so. every episode is going to have something like that where it's like, it's almost like Mr. Magoo, like, man, that happened. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah. It's, it's like, like yes, we captured Nick. It's like, we captured Nick Fury. He's like, hey, you brought me to your secret base. I've been waiting for this. It's like, no, you did it. It's, it's well, because, like that con- oh, yeah. Because Olivia Coleman has known Fury for so long that it's very clear that Olivia Coleman doesn't buy it because she's, because she's looking at this like, these two my mediocre henchman captured you and he, and you called him extraordinary. That's not Nick Fury. I know. Yeah, and Fury is like, well, obviously I wanted to be captured. Totally. hundred percent. It's such a, it's, it's a very good scene. Um, he puts the little contact lens on the owl eye. Mm-hmm. That's, that's good spy stuff. You can't put that on a book. Oh my oh. goodness. The, like this, the way the scene is played. So there's been this weird, this weird observation that I've, that I've, that I, that I've been, that I can't unsee, which is very rare. Very, characters don't really interact with like objects in scenes in the MCU films and shows anymore. Not really uh, outside of like specific moments. And so like watching this, like Sam Jackson's touching things and he's walking around. He's like, Oh, look, what's all this stuff. I'm like, Oh my God, this feels so natural. It feels like he just is at home in this place. Yeah. yeah. He's on a set. He's on a set. And they filmed on location, which is one thing I love because you can tell it looks it looks like it's filmed on location. It does. Um, I think what because, again, this show is not the story of the comics. I do wish that they would stop naming stories that are not like the stories of the comics after the comics. Just come up with a new title. Be inventive for once. Yeah. Um, I I stand by that. I stand by that uh, because you're just like setting up problems. Like just don't call it the comic. It's not the Age of Ultron. You should have learned this lesson with Age of Ultron when everyone got pissed off that that wasn't the Brian Michael Bendis comic. And that that, that one specifically was weird because that comic was like still coming out and you're like, there's no way you're adapting this comic that's not even finished. That doesn't even make any sense. Uh, And also, yeah, that movie was ridiculous. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, but to, to that point, like the story that we are getting, what I do like is 
what Gravik is doing with the scrolls, and then Olivia Coleman's character finding out the scrolls are here and she will kill them. Yes. And like Nick being like, I need to stop Gravik, but I also can't have you kill all the scrolls because I'm trying to save the scrolls. Yeah. I want them to have a home. She scores that's, that's my goal. policy. Right, right, right. And I and I like that you're, you know, we've we've set up like these are the stakes. This is the scale. It's right here in Russia. This is what's you know happening. what this honestly reminded me of, and not I don't think it's just because I'm rewatching all these movies. It kind of reminded me of Mission Impossible a little bit. Yeah, with, with the face reveals and the data and the spies and the kidnapping. I was like, yeah, I love spice stuff. <laughs> you know, I wrote this note down and I just looked at it. So I'm going to bring this up to you because I want to know if you guys find if you guys find this note as funny as I do. And it's fi- perfectly fine if you don't. But I say, so are we going to earn the eye patch? Because he doesn't have the eye patch in the whole in the whole episode, which is fine. You know, he's not the he's not the old Dick Fury. Mm. So he's I'm, wearing it again in the Marvels, right? Yeah, he's wearing it again in the yeah. Marvels. Yeah. And so, like, I'm wondering, like, by the end of the show, is there going to be like some big reveal, like eye patch coat? I'm back. Well, <laughs> we do see in the trailer he goes to like a cemetery and he does, and he puts a coat on, like, and it's the end of the trailer. So, does he put an <laughs> eye patch on just to have the look for fashion? It, we're never going to get past that that stupid comic of jim gordon from gotham receiving the mustache at the end of the final episode of gotham (laughs) we're never gonna get past that i i feel like i feel like if if i wanted to engage with this in a sincere way the intention is that is a way and there is too much tell over show in this episode trying to tell us trying to give us that this is not the nick fury that people are used to. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I'm not entirely convinced that isn't all an act. Yeah. Hmm. From the yeah. moment that he beams down the and limping. has that limp, yeah. I'm like, I'm not 100% convinced that he's not aware he's immediately on watch yeah. when he gets down there and is trying to put people off guard with him. So because you said that, it reminded me of another note that I have, which is kind of a more sincere way of saying what my, my stupid a stupid note, uh, which is the there are three times in this episode where a character tells Nick Fury, You've never been, you weren't the same after the blip, or in the Olivia Coleman's case, Thanos' a snap. I'm so glad you brought that up. I just real quick have to focus on that because, first off, when she said Thanos' a snap, I'm like, Why can't everybody say this? Why do we have to call it the blip? The blip is insensitive, it doesn't make sense for people who actually went through this traumatic event, whether they were the people who were blipped or the people who had to deal with their loved ones being gone for five years. It just sounds stupid. Just everyone should say Thanos to snap. And my head canon is that Olivia Coleman saw it in the script and said, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm saying Thanos is snap. Because <laughs> she knows what Thanos to snap is. She's got it on lock. She's seen all the movies. Because the thing, because the thing that's so that that sparks is absolutely right about. There's a lot of telling, not showing, and in this kind of like spy espionage uh, show, you want a lot of show, not tell. Mm-hmm. And so, but because you get so much of it, by the time I think Maria Hill is the third person to say it, I was like, okay, we get it. He's not the same McFury after the after the blip. I get yeah. it. Talos says it first, then Coleman says it the second, and then Maria Hill says it third. That's why I kind of. I need uh, I need to see another episode to fully buy into it, but I can 100% believe that he's faking all this stuff just to seem less impressive. Um, but again, like I, it, it's it's too early to tell. But like that is a awesome theory that like yeah, like he wants people to 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 think less of him, so he always has the upper hand. Uh, and that's that's a great spot. Awesome. And I, I mean, but there's I but think, there's I, I don't think that that in, just real quick. I don't think that invalidates that he is dealing with trauma. Yeah. 
Uh, I think both things can be true, that he is weaponizing it to his advantage and trying to use it like a tool, but also is traumatized. Um, that I think there is an amount of responsibility he feels for for all of it. Oh, yeah. Sure, I can see that. I mean, you said you said that kind of heading off a point that I think you knew I was about to make, which is the scene with with Hill and Fury where they're where they're playing chess, and he's and he says the reason why I haven't been to Earth is because I had too many demons here. Why'd you come back? They followed me. They followed me up there. Like the idea that he ran away because of the snap was, I mean, we you can also make the case that as Spark said that both could be true that he has he did run away from Earth. But he's not as rusty as everyone thinks he is. And he's kind of, and he's, and he's, but you know, there could also be the case that like he's using skills he hasn't had to use in a while. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he's, so he is, uh, he is rusty, just not as rusty as he's letting on. Right. Um, and, and all these, all these could be true. I think that's, I think that's very much like, isn't that very Nick Fury for him to recognize in himself that like, man, I'm still messed up. I'm still not at my A game. Mm-hmm. They're going to see that. I better give them a lot of that to see. Yeah. yeah right. uh, like, I, I hope that that's the angle, because I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that you can have your cake and eat it too that in might that be, situation. That, bring up the eye patch. That might be part of the eye patching. You see the eye. You're like, oh, Nick Fury can't see. He's like, you know, that guy has this he is lost my point. it. Yeah. This is my yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Is that he's usually like, he's he's kind of throwing them off. Yes. Because people are used to not seeing his eye. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it makes him look vulnerable. Yes. 100%. That's a good point. I mean, it could be. We'd have to wait to see what happens there. I'd like I'd like to think that there's a purpose and a thought behind it, because I feel like you really can deliver on that. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was a good scene between him and Hill. So I do think that there's a lot of truth to the idea of Hill feeling kind of abandoned yeah. and Fury being like, yeah, uh, I haven't worked through shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do like that scene with, with him and Hill, by the way, just because, I, I mean, I like Sam Jackson with with Kobe Smolders. I think they've always been good together. Yeah. Um, you know, and that, and that kind of idea that you're talking about plays into what we saw in, um, age of Ultron, right. When he go when he goes to the Avengers and he's like, well, well, what do we, and the Avengers are all like, well, what do we do? He's like, you guys know what to do. Right. Yeah. I have you, I have you, <laughs> I don't, uh, not me. Right. And because he, uh, he recognizes his weaknesses and he knows that, Th that the Avengers can do something he cannot. I think there's also an amount of like <sighs> Fury feeling like he took his eyes off the ball on shield and that screwed up. So he decided like the best thing I can do is take my eyes off the Avengers and trust them to do what they need to do. And the more we get into this kind of stuff, the more it bothers me that Nick Fury isn't involved in civil war, nor is there any like story beat about how he felt about the Avengers having the civil war events mm -hmm. because that feels like when his eye should have gone back on them, mm -hmm. but we don't get that as an idea or a story beat. Like that's just not something the MCU left room for. Um, so I hope that that is something you can kind of work through on like Fury feeling like in a way he set the Avengers up for failure. Like Thanos would have been stopped had he kept his eye on them because civil war wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Sure. And that could be why he's so obsessive with Saber, right? Right. He's, he, he was not taking his eye off of Saber because of what happened with the Avengers. Right. He's building a shield around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, Dylan McDermott. Dylan McDermott? Dylan Mulroney. Dermot Mulroney. He's a scroll, right? We're yeah, all absolutely. in agreement? 
1000 percent. yeah we know yeah. there's a new president right around the so corner. that's that's <laughs> this is where like being like an online nerd and like knowing that there's a new president in like six months is like well something's happening with this president whether he's a scroll and dies yeah. or he or or he's not a scroll and dies anyway because roadie's a scroll like one of them is a scroll um he like he hisses at him at the end he's like do it and i'm like oh yeah okay hello mr president skull you're definitely a bad guy um that's fun uh how how deep that goes i'm really curious instead of is it just going to be roadie talks to the president once an episode or are we going to be going like I, I, we're not going to get like hideki Anno, like like government going from like building to building to building like i <laughs> but the scroll version can you imagine like hideki Anno's secret invasion god through bureaucracy oh. we're definitely not getting that so I'm curious how much the president actually has a role instead of just like the leader of the country is a scroll. Whoa. Like, I hope it's more than that. Cause I like that actor a lot to that yeah. point. Um, I really, I'm sure they're not going to do this. I really wish they would reveal that Julia Louis Dreyfus's character was a scroll. Oh, um, I don't want her in this show. No power broker. Let me, let me explain why. <laughs> um, all her scenes in Wakanda forever are suddenly far more important to make more sense because the entire goal here is to make nations fight each other. It's true. And that's exactly what she was doing. And Ross was there. So if she's in on that game, then this makes sense. It's true. All of a sudden her scenes in Wakanda forever are justified to me. She's building a super team maybe to take all the powers and shit. Who knows? Ryan, you said the power broker, and now I'm sad. <laughs> because she, I, I only want her to be a scroll just so it fixed that character assassination. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. I'm in agreement. Like, I do want the, I do want Sharon to be a scroll because I just want to be able to be like that wasn't Sharon. They would never. I want Sharon back. Bring Sharon bad. back. Um, because Where's they absolutely did. So has anybody seen Sharon Carter? Mm-hmm. But I like, just bring Sharon back. The moment, the moment in the show where they were talking about like um, when he's laying out the beginning. Uh, there are more and more of these kinds of things happening. These things that are trying to put nations at odds with each other. Uh, it's all scroll stuff. I'm like, well, that's literally what happened in Wakanda forever. And on the timeline on Disney plus, that was a year, the, the year before the year that we're in right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I'm just yeah, saying no. right there. Yeah. Um, uh, Asian Prescott, Prescott, that was the guy's name. Prescott. Prescott. Um, uh, Beric Dondarian, immortal uh, priest of the Lord of Flame from Game of Thrones. Ben, Mr. Flaming Sword himself. <laughs> Love seeing that mm-hmm. guy. Again, only five minutes, but he's got a cool tie. He looks great. Uh, someone someone had a really great had a really great tweet where it's like the best thing the best thing that you can do is get two British actors in a room together with American accents and see which one's vowel slip quicker. <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> that, was, that was Joanna Robinson. That's great. Of the uh, Ringiverse. Wow. What a great, what a great yeah. Um, yeah, uh, just also real quick, the Dreyfus thing would explain how they nabbed Ross and swapped out Ross. Yes, that yes. would have you could have argued that was the end of Wakanda Forever. We do know that it is an imposter of Ross, which means at least everything we've seen before this is not a yes. scroll. And they, they, I think they importantly, uh, they show you that that there's there's separate things like there's some they can just take your face as like an imposter but like to have your memories and all that you need to be put into the machine the, the scroll machine at the at the right. base yeah so like people can just look like you but they won't have your memories or right. your personality or anything and we know we know that that ross couldn't have been the ross that we met in wakanda forever because he because ross would have ha- would have had to have been recruited by fury and hill after he left right. the cia yeah right yeah yeah and saved by Okoye and I thought extracted to Wakanda. Um, but also because he's actively working against Dreyfus's goal, which is to make the nations fight each other. Yeah. Like, and that's, if he's a scroll, 
then he's a good scroll. And then she, like, yeah. Um, yeah. And so not the scroll mm-hmm. we see at the beginning of the series. So like, yeah, I, that that's just something that's like, Oh, right that could get messy. Yeah. So, so the, so, um, I had this. I had this comment. I had this comment originally. So when I first watched it, I don't know if you if you guys have the have a similar glitch. I doubt that Ryan and Sparks do because they have a very big and nice and colorful TV. But Disney Plus has a has a specific glitch that every now and then, when you watch something on their service, it'll be darker than it's supposed to be, and you know you exit out and you come back in and it's it's fine. Um, but so watching it the first time, Secret Invasion was very difficult to watch because it was darker than than, mm. than apparently it should have been because when i watched it the second time it was brighter mm. that said i still found myself thinking that and this is just across the board mcu i will i want to point out the the nighttime sequences are horribly lit and i need film and tv to go back to lighting those damn things with not natural lighting because it's getting ridiculous because you have two, you have two figures head to toe in black running through a black roof. And I'm like, I guess I'm following this. To your point, we've been watching the mission impossible movies and I'm looking at the night scenes there and I'm like, there's no reason MCU night scene shouldn't look like this. Yeah. And it's not just like the MCU, right? Like the MCU is a big focus, but like just, just a general idea of like, there's no reason lighting shouldn't be as good unless like just people have not been teaching good film lighting for the past decade. Right. I guess it's possible. Yeah. You go back to like Lord of the Rings has very extravagant nighttime lighting. I'm not necessarily talking about that, but the thing that it was really, that was really, it was really important is that there's a, there's a line that said, Hey, where's the light coming from in this scene? Where's the music coming from? It's coming from the same place. Right. It's coming from this ethereal plane that is is watching a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And and I think that that's really important. And so, like, it is not a criticism. It is not. I am criticizing Secret Invasion for it because I think that 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 nighttime chase sequence is poorly lit. Yeah. Um, But it is a problem that is pervasive in the blockbuster market and film market in general. 100% agreed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Okay. Um, I do want to get into. I really like the story of what they're doing in this show because of the core of it being about this kind of like guilt that Talos and Nick are carrying through it about not finding the scrolls at home. Yeah. I feel like a major player needs to be involved. That's probably not going to be. And that would be captain Marvel. She's off planet. Right. But, but it's, it, but it's not she's necessarily always off planet. Even, even if that's the excuse of like what she's doing right now, I really hope they at least talk about like Carol went looking. Yeah. That's where we left her at the end of her movie with a scroll ship going trying to find a place and they'll probably talk and they about never it. found nowhere yeah. or anything like that um real quick uh on the note of refugee stories it i would be remiss not to point out that same deal kids from the high evolutionary nowhere refugees we keep circling that in these mcu properties um anyway. thor yeah the asgards uh and yeah um uh it just feels like they have to at least talk about Carol, even passively mention Carol failing to find them a planet or I, something I really in some way, so. because like that, at, at least for like, let's assume five years, that's what she's doing immediately after Captain Marvel. That's the goal. And she fails. Like and, it has to be mentioned. And the thing is, what kind of bumps me out about that whole situation is we know they meet up in a movie in like three months. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Captain Marvel is against her will, to be fair. True. She was busy. You know, she gets teleported under. That's actually a very good plot reason why she could literally be across the universe and something random. So that's actually valid. I take it back. That's totally cool. But 
but what was that conversation at Tony's funeral between Carol and Nick? Yeah. Because they were both there. Yeah. Right. Was there a conversation? Was that the last time Carol and Nick saw each other? Where they were just like, I don't want, yeah, I don't want, I can't be here because I'm so, I'm so embarrassed by the fact that I haven't been able, that we haven't done this. Yeah. I'm, I'm really curious if Captain Marvel, because the, this stem, this secret invasion comes from the Captain Marvel movie. And it looks like just from the trailers that they're not doing any scroll stuff in, in the Marvels. So mm. Nick Fury being there, like, I'm really weird. They're gonna do some like yada yada. It's a it's a one minute line we of also, like, hey, remember that thing with the scrolls? Yeah, it happened. We also know there's supposed to be a lot of scrolls on the saber. We yeah, there's like that. We see like, like a bunch of them like thousands, here, far from it? home. Yeah, yeah, not thousands, but no? like there, you know, there's at least a good hundred. Okay, okay. That it's not every person besides Nick on the ship. Mm -hmm. It is a good chunk are scrolls though. Okay, okay. They're a known quantity. I'm going to pitch something that the show is probably not doing. So be prepared to be fully disappointed with the thing I'm setting up. But what if we're totally wrong about what we think Saber is? And it's not about like threats out there necessarily. Maybe that's an advantage of it's it. What if that's not its only feature? What if the main thing about it is for it to monitor the situations on Earth safely enough where they're able to create a space on Earth that is for the scrolls? What if that is the goal? What if they are trying to find a way to section out a place where they can manage what's going on post blip maybe this is to fix all the refugee situations that's definitely not what they're doing that's 100 not what they're yeah. doing but what if it was what if saber why nick is so obsessed with it is it is a part of the way for him to fix his failure quote unquote of finding the scrolls that'd be dope and i feel like he would have said that to us a long time ago barks yeah. i want to have a conversation with you about this refugee crisis thing not now but like in general because we could derail this for another hour if you want, but I'm not, I'm not saying we should um, because I think you're absolutely correct. There is something. The MCU is, is literally knocking on a very specific door that they keep going back to over and over and over and over again. And why? Why don't I, I they do anything meaningful with it? I can tell you why, because secret and secret wars is happening and universes are being imploded and all those people are going to have to come to earth. Cause it's all about it's, it's galactic. It's galactic refugees. I don't Earth. think that's, I, I think that's a good theory, but I don't think that's yeah. why. I no, think I it's all out of my ass. There is no real good reason. Yeah. There's, <laughs> is it accidental? Is it just because there is? I think it's accidental. <laughs> like but, we're we're running, but we're running right up to the like phase one through three is about bad dads, and like phase four through maybe five is about refugees, and we're kind of like, wait, is it? <laughs> yeah, because like it, it's they're everywhere. I'm not saying that refugees are everywhere, but like the the plot line has been pervasive and and almost everywhere what because well, what is the reason because the thanos a snap and then they have to respond to what happens when half your universe gets destroyed. right but i mean like it, but but i think the point being just these mcu projects as a whole seem to be circling that because again like it's not just things on earth it'll be things like with the guardians it'll be the scrolls yeah. who are not necessarily just because of thanos is snap but just in general um the as guardians ending up on earth yep. uh all these kinds of things um and yeah, it, it makes sense as a logical response to the snap. Sure, um, you can. Uh, aren't aren't God? It's been a, a minute since I've thought about. It, but quantum mania aren't all the people who live inside the quantum realm refugees from somewhere else? Is that? The case? Yeah. I, I honestly don't remember. Yes, yes. The people that 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 Scott and Cassie meet up with are refugees within the quantum realm because of what Kang did in the, in his city. Right. 
Mm. And they have to, yeah, secret wars. I'm, I don't. See, the problem isn't necessarily doing it because, like, uh, if you that's a that's a very that's a fine theme to deal with. It's the problem is not doing anything with it. I think is is probably why it's so fascinating and frustrating yeah. that they are doing this so 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 frequently. So I'll say I'll say something that I wish I didn't have to say about secret invasion, but it's true. Um, I don't mind if they don't resolve the scroll stuff. Um, like where is their home in the show and what i mean by that is because the most real story you can tell if you are trying to tell a story about a refugee crisis is the fact that it's kind of not solved um for a lot of them it's not uh and and that there maybe isn't an easy solution um and there's a good way to tell that in a story and have that mean something and there's a bad way to tell that in a story Man, and i would have love it not mean something. you know what i think i would love for this show to do and i know they're probably not but like why can't just scrolls live on earth with us why can't they just be with us? Why right. can't this be just like, yo, let's just integrate schools into like their people too. And they are displaced just like people on earth are displaced all right. the time. Like, right. why can't they just live on earth? Like they might not be happy, but at least they'll have somewhere to live. Like they can choose where they live See, if they I'm, want I'm to. I'm wondering right? if this is the goal that is working towards with Saber. Yeah. If Saber is partially a scroll monitoring system, just so you know, you, you don't got anybody like messing up other people by shape-shifting into them. That kind I don't of know thing. if having a list of every scroll like on a database up in space is like exactly the best thing to do. Oh, sure. I mean, like, where would he get that from? Shield? Yeah. No, yeah. I'm not saying, <laughs> again, I don't make the same mistakes you did last time. Because then you mm. just have some guy steal all that information. I'm like, I think Snick's smarter than that. I guess I think, well, if he's smarter than that, you're correct. But I, I wouldn't say he's he's more morally upstanding beyond no. doing it. I just don't think any of our <laughs> better ideas are what this show is going to do. I'm yes, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are more, you know, like, hopeful about the world ideas. No, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Uh, do we have any, uh, we run out of thoughts or anything? I don't have much more. I guess I'm, I guess I can say I'm excited to see where Talos and Gaia goes. I like their scene, uh, after yep. the taxi cab. I, I uh, looking forward to more the, there. All of the captured humans that the scrolls are pretending to be are dead. You think so? They will be. The whole point is that humans can't live there because of the radiation poisoning. Oh, that's right. That's I forgot the whole that. reason that they're there. Oh, they established that. So whenever these guys get free, they probably have some amount of radiation. Oh my god, poisoning. some dude. Chernobyl yeah. is like the most. It, de it depends <laughs> yeah. on which which site they're at, yeah, right? Yeah. How what level they're. But yeah, and how long they've been there. Oh yeah, I completely forgot about that. A yeah. lot of these people are dead. Yo, they're 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 all gonna get, like they're, they're all, all gonna cancer. get saved. <laughs> they're all gonna get saved at the end of the show. And, they get and we're cancer. gonna be like, yeah, but they are. Yeah. This is straight up just what happened in Chernobyl where like thousands of people just got, got canceled. I'm calling it right yeah. now. They are going to save them before this series is over and they are 100% going to forget about the radiation. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know why. Because the dome where the humans are was shielded for their protection. Oh, 100%. Because their bodies would wither. Sure. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. You know what? Uh, yeah, you're, you're absolutely steaks. right. I love steaks. Medium rare steaks. I don't have anything else in my notes. I will just say for a first episode, it was rather disappointing. Sure. And I hope that it picks up. Uh, I will throw out one last positive, which is I think the scrawl makeup is not only good, but looks significantly better than Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. I think it looks very, very good now. They do a good hat. They do a, like a hat one, a hat transition. I'm like, that's look at that. I love that. Yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, I think they're, I think they're really looking solid in the show. Um, and for the amount that we see, especially like when we're inside the refugee camp, like I think they look really, really good. Yeah. Did Mendelssohn's, did the guy that Mendelssohn impersonate die? Did he ever exist at all? Yes, because he knew Fury. <laughs> sure. Because he was That's the director of Shield. I, 
I bet you that question will be answered at some point in the show. I, I, I bet it was answered in Captain Marvel. I just had a, it's just been a while since I've I don't think it was. I don't. I I want I hope it wasn't because I want to see him go like yeah I met this guy at a ball once and I liked his look I just want I want mm-hmm. that to be the place. because Talos took that form because he was the director of Shield mm-hmm. oh and, and he can and so and he knew Fury and so yeah. I'm wondering like did did that guy just die That's right That's right Probably. Anyway <laughs> Probably is the Then answer. you got any Could final thoughts about just of old age <laughs> Yeah old age Yeah I hope that the series gets better. I mean, if I'd had to be perfectly honest, the very beginning of this or the beginning episode, I know it's the pilot. I know it's the thing that's supposed to hook you in. But really, there just wasn't a whole lot there for me, to be perfectly honest. It was I I mean, I love spy thrills. I mean, I watched Mission Impossible 3 earlier today. Fantastic movie. Little spoilers for the for our mainline episode that we that's out right now. Um, I just I just hope it gets better. I but at the same time, I'm at at this point with Secret Invasion. I hope for the best, but I'm expecting the worst. I sure. hope that they do correct the course and it does turn out to be a fantastic show. But at the same time, Marvel has kind of bit us in the ass, especially the Marvel television shows have bit us in the ass more times than they haven't. And if they just go, when do you think they're going to zig? They not only zig, they zig hardcore. So sure. I'm, I'm at this point. I might give it to episode three. If episode three doesn't like really grab me, I might not be on the rest of it. I might just be like, nope, I don't want to waste my time or not waste my time. That's a little too harsh, but I'm just not really into it. And as of right now, I'm a little intrigued, but I'm not like, oh man, I can't wait to the next episode. I'm just like, yeah, it's there. Yeah, dude, I feel you. Uh, I am. I am more positive on that, but I'm definitely, I'm not as hot as, as, much more much love the other mcu uh pilot episodes um but there is enough where i'm just hoping that like i said from the, like the beginning i hope it isn't a stretched season i hope that like each episode you know can can breathe and you know it doesn't feel like they're they're just wasting time um because I, I like enough of what the setup is and i hope they got all of the um all of like the big reactions like whoa they killed this character oh he was a scroll at the beginning like i hope i hope they're not gonna lean into that because like i don't like, sure, Rody's a scroll, but like, will, will that be meaningful? I, if, like, if it's if you write it to be meaningful, sure, but like, execution so far of the big twist stuff hasn't been good. So, right. uh, I like you, Ben. I am hoping for the best, but like, yeah. if it stays like this, I'm gonna be like, no, it's fine, it's good. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to be the guy who constantly says it's gonna be mid, but once again, it's 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 me, eh. yeah, no, I get you, it's bro. fine. Get you. He built Not up to that like a sneeze. <laughs> Why don't you take us out of here, Brandon McClure? If there's nothing else. That was Secret Invasion, guys. Um, We will probably be a little inconsistent with this Fake Nights Watch series uh, because of our kind of lukewarm response to this first episode. We don't want to force ourselves to do more. I think we can be really honest about it, which is that if episode two is just like, oh, banger, we got to talk about it, then we'll be here after episode two and we'll talk about it. And if it isn't, then maybe after episode three or maybe later. Basically, whenever we feel like, oh, it's time to talk about it, we'll be back. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And if by episode six we still haven't talked about it, well, I guess you know what our and feelings are. We'll be back at episode six. We'll see you <laughs> um, all right, so that's that's but that's Secret Invasion, guys. That's Secret Invasion Fictors Watch. We're back here with the MCU. Um, this isn't the only Fictors Watch series going on. There is a sister show to the Fictors Watch. Um, it is it is going on. Star Trek: Strange New Worlds has begun, and so has our Fictors Watch series. I am joined with Sparks and Ryan. To talk We're about Star that, Trek, the Star Trek boys now. The Star Trek boys now. You're welcome, welcome, 
welcome on board. Um, we're uh, so we're going through that episode by episode. Um, so stay tuned. The first episode is up now. Second episode coming roughly soon, I guess. Um, when does that actually? When does the episodes come out? Thursday. 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 Got it. Okay. And I watch them Wednesday night like a madman. No, I get, bro. I get it. Every, every, That's a good show. We all have those shows. Yeah. Um. So stay. So so you know. Be on the lookout for the for more episodes for those. Of course, there's other shows on this channel. If you like this video and you subscribe to this channel, you can check out. Um, please like this video, by the way. Um, you can check out Basement Arcade, Basement Arcade Pause Menu. Three episodes of Basement Arcade Pause Menu. Three new episodes of Basement Arcade Pause Menu went up this past week. Wow. Wild uh, week for Basement Arcade Pause Menu. Of course, there is also Animation Station, Fake Notebook Club, and the Real Score. New episode of Real Score coming soon. There is also guys. It's back. Stay tuned. Mythelaneous. Mythelaneous is back. Uh, the show we launched, God knows how many years ago. Sparks knows how many years ago. I can in tell you. I can tell you because uh, uh, my podcaster thing updated for the first time in over four years. <laughs> um, it is. It, it is back to talk about the Indiana Jones MacGuffins. Um, I talked about the Ark of the Covenant in the first episode. That is available in its new format, video, and of course there is the audio feed as well. Um, there is plenty more Indiana Jones stuff. I know you're 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 Marvel fans. You're watching this. You're a Marvel fan. What what else were you a fan of? Well, if you're a fan of Indiana Jones, you can check out some more Indiana Jones stuff, including Conversation, where I've talked to Ken Napsok, uh, which is my solo show. Um, I talked to Ken Napsok about uh, about Indiana Jones. More stuff in Indiana Jones coming, but on the Fake Nerd Podcast, guys, the show that all things come from the Fake Nerd Podcast, uh, that goes live every Sunday. If you'd like to join us, please do. Uh, we have probably this is not going out tomorrow, so right, Sparks? Who knows? Maybe. So if you if this, <laughs> you know what? I'll just blanket it. The let the last episode we just did was Mission Impossible three and four. Um, we did we did the third Mission Impossible and the fourth Mission Impossible. We are getting ready for mission impossible dead reckoning part one uh so so stay tuned for that and upcoming this week this coming sunday will be indiana jones from the dial of destiny Which very excited hopefully hopefully i love it can't wait all right hey, hopefully we all love you, it. Hey, to give you some to give you some good news uh a podcast that i really like uh all three people said they saw indiana jones and they all loved it and they're people i all respect so uh take that cons maybe there we go. There's hope. Um, of course, guys, thank you so much for watching this. Thank you so much for listening to this. You can find this show and all the others on Fickner Podcast and all the social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter, where I also write for CBR.com, uh, KaiDramaMedia.com, where I'm also the editor, and AtomicGeekdom.com. Ben, where can people find you? Well, you can find me not being a scroll at Ben Magnet 27 on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and also writing for Fusion Gaming Magazine, Old School Gamer Magazine, GoNintendo.com, and playing Mary Frankenstein on DN Dark. Sparks. Uh, you can find me looking really closely into the mirror and asking myself, Am I a scroll? At Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S P A R K Z Witty. And Ryan. You could find me getting shot in the chest and just laying on the pavement and having a good old close zoom in. You're going, wait, why did you kill that character that we all wanted to see more of? At DJ Tony Snark 616. So, all right, guys, make sure to like this video, subscribe to this channel. Until next time you see us, stay fake, nerds.